0: hey shoddies so welcome back to this week's episode of you already know it four thoughts with zed so we have a lot of catching up to do (laughs) it's been a whole week my week has been insane i'm not even joking um so let's start with tuesday because that's when everything's truly started happening so, Tuesday, I decided to go up to my old school and. Hold on, why am I talking about myself first? Let's pause that. How's your day going? How is your week? I'm gonna shut up and let you think about that. Okay. I hope that you have been well, because I've been well. Honestly, this has been a pretty good week. Though it was fairly stressful, because I'm not used to what I'm about to tell you, but it's fine. I still had a blast, nonetheless. So back to that thing, um, Monday, I went back to my old high school and taught the percussionists this year, and to say that I had fun would be an understatement. I had a blast. It was so much fun. Um, it's just teaching is fun especially when I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like I just like there's no words. Like I'm astounded by how much fun I had. I didn't think that I was going to have that much fun. Honestly, I didn't think that I was going to be teaching. I thought I was just going to come and I'm going to sit out and watch. But I ended up teaching and it was so much more fun than I thought I was going to I thought it was going to be so i don't know if you guys know this i don't remember if i told you last week but i was on drumline for three years yeah three years of my high school career and so i i know pretty much everything there is to know about that school's program and that school's band program and the music because i have everything memorized in my good old noggin so i was teaching bass solely off of my memory and i was only on bass for my entire three years so teaching snare was a new experience playing snare was a new experience as well but (laughs) that's beyond the point um it was it was fun i had fun um i was only teaching uh tunes and our fight song but Teaching all of that off of the off of my own memory, and I have a really shitty memory, was so it was like difficult, but in the best way possible, if you know what I mean. It's like I know there's some of you that just enjoy school because of the challenges. That's how it is for me. Like it was so challenging that I had a blast. Just like using all of my non my knowledge, using all of my knowledge and taking it from my brain and putting it into their brain was so much fun (laughs) that's like the best way that i could put it and though i had like some issues with the band director because she treated me like she was my employer if in a way like if that makes sense i'm sure it does but she treated me like i was her employer because whenever they made a, a mistake she would look at me and I made sure that before we went out to play with our the rest of the band that they had everything that they could have down packed we played through it multiple times everything was good in my eyes but you know everyone cracks under pressure at least once and that's what they did and I told them that was fine because at least they went out there and played because that's more than like what I would do, I would have gone out there and I would have completely frozen up. But they went out there, they played to their heart's capabilities, and it was fine. They messed up like maybe three times. And that's also like one of the things that I learned as a musician over the years. Because I've been a musician since I was in the second grade. That's when I first picked up a violin. Mistakes are welcome and encouraged because that's how you get better is by making mistakes. And that's what I told the drummers. Within the three days that I was helping them out, I made sure that they understood, I got it through their thick skulls that I enjoy mistakes because that's something that I can fix. That's something that they can fix and feel proud of when they do correctly. Because everyone's gonna make mistakes. They're musicians, especially since they're new to what they're doing. None of them were drummers before this. Well, one of them was a drummer before the like band camp. But, you know, it's fresh. It's new. So they're going to make mistakes. And that's something that their band director didn't teach. And I had to learn on my own because she was also my band director for two years. But it's it was fun because I just could see their eyes lighting up in a way that I will never be able to explain with words when they did something right and that's what I want to see that's something that I enjoyed feeling so I gave them that encouragement and that confidence that the band director didn't every single time they got something right I would be like oh my gosh you were so perfect you did that correctly and I knew you could you knew that you could and so you did and I would like there was that, there's some point where I screamed because they played it together. They played Land of a Thousand Dances. They played it together perfectly. So I screamed. I, like, with my whole chest, dick, and balls, screamed because I was so excited. And, like, I gave them all fist bumps. It was just a surreal experience. And now I understand why band directors become band directors. That was so much fun. Like, I want to change my major completely just so I could study in music education and become a band director, because that was a feeling that I will never feel again unless I do. Um, but anyways, uh, that was really fun. And I got to work with one of my best friends. His name is AJ. I know AJ's going to listen to this the moment that it drops because that's what he does. <laughs> uh, so hi, AJ. I got to work with him on the last day because he's their drum major. Um, and I needed help because it was a tempo issue, and they ended up fixing it. But I got to work with him, and he's just so good at what he does, he's disgustingly talented. He knows this. I've made fun of how talented he is because he's just so good at everything that he does, it's ridiculous. Speak of the double, I just got a text from him <laughs> six minutes ago. Um, I I love that boy. I love him with my whole heart. He's one of my best friends. You know, we only met a short, like, like, a little less than a year ago. A couple months ago was when we met. And I love him with my heart, my, my entire being. He's my best friend. Like, so, being able to work with him, doing something that we both love, like, music, and, like, the way that we partnered up whenever they got something right, and, like, it was it was just so much fun just hyping up the kids and working with him and it was just it was a blast i would do it again a million times over so yeah that's how my past three days have been and today is my older brother's birthday as of a couple minutes ago um so happy birthday zay he's 20 today so you know nothing too crazy but I love him a lot as well. He's my big brother. Me and him were damn near inseparable when we were kids. Like, he was always doing something crazy. I never did something anything crazy. I just watched him do it. And I was... I, I would be, like, baffled at how cool he was. Because he my brother was is a cool guy. He was a cool kid. He's a cool guy now. You know? It's... So yeah, that's how my day has been going. My couple last couple days, this past week, has been pretty good, you know? But yeah. I also, another, this is going to be 10 minutes worth of band. I'm so sorry. <laughs> another thing that I will never understand how the old band director was okay with was letting her students overwork themselves for the sake of the band. Because in the three days that I was teaching, I made sure that this one student, he is a close friend of mine. I made sure that he took care of himself because he has a job. He has homes, things to do. He has band. So he never got time to like take care of himself. So I was like, hey, if need be, don't come in. I will record everything that we do. He ended up coming in, but he only stayed for an hour and a half. And... Then he left, and I was fine with that, because I don't want anyone to overwork themselves for the sake of the band. Because I did that. I was a section leader for three years. I understood, like, that feeling, and it sucks, and I don't want them to go through that, you know? So, that's, like, something, and the band director didn't care. She did not not care that this kid was overworking himself, but I did. I care a lot, and he's also going to be listening to this, because he's cool, so hi i'm not gonna name drop because I don't think i got your permission to but I hope you're doing fine and i hope you're feeling better um so yeah that's how bandcamp went and so today it's just been it's like celebrating my brother's birthday and college things because I had to sign my lease we'll finish signing my my lease for my dorm today and it was so much reading 37 pages worth of reading and signing and initialing and oh, too much too much but i'm blessed to have the opportunity to go to such a good university it's for like people that are smarter than me let's just put it that way i got accepted when i was 16 and i got accepted based off of my sob story that I used for um, my application, and it was basically about. I did robotics when I was younger, third grade up until I think like sixth, seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth around that area. And the sob story—it wasn't even a sob story because you know I'm a military kid, so I just go places. But we went to the world championships in the third grade, my third grade at least, and. We only, one of the girls didn't have a ticket. She couldn't afford it. And I had a ticket, but I couldn't go. Well, no, I could go, but it was in California. And I wanted her to be able to experience that because I have traveled the world pretty much. There's no reason for me to take up that spot and take it from someone that could enjoy that. And so I gave my seat to her because why? Why do I need it? I was in the third grade. That week wasn't going to hurt my feelings because I didn't do much in our club anyway. The name of our club, we were called Wired. I don't remember what that stood for because that was an acronym. Uh, I I know the E and the D were engineering and design. I don't remember what the W, I, and R were. But I I have it on a t-shirt somewhere. Hopefully, I'll find it soon and I could give you the full acronym. But... I got accepted based off of that sob story because it's tech related. I'm going to a fully tech university, you know, nothing too crazy, but I, I honestly don't deserve to be there. I had shitty grades. I graduated with, a, I think like a 3.0 GPA. If it's not a 3.0, then it's a 2.9. I remember I was on that cusp, but you know, beyond the point, um, I'm blessed to be where I am. It was just very stressful. I don't have a job right now. I'm job searching, but, so I don't know how I'm going to afford, per se, <laughs> my first month of rent, because, you know, that's $700 plus the down payment of $400, plus the application fee, I have it written down somewhere, it is a solid 1250 1250 by September 2nd so I've been like also scholarship searching today you know my brother wanted to chill with uh, the mother of a child and so they were chilling I was chilling so that's how my what's today Friday yeah that's how my Friday's been going I don't know it's just been a oh and as you know I have gotten back into the dating scene another thing i talked about my first date on the last episode and ever since then it's just been dating sites and you know trying to get back out there but it's it's weird it's not like because i'm not used to like actively seeking a partner i dated a girl for 11 months Cannot stand that bitch now. If I saw her in public, it's on fucking site. The bitch knows who she is, so if she's fucking listening to this, I hope you and your two little friends that used the other friend's mom's account to text me about how um, disappointed they were of me, if I ever see all three, it's on site and I'm kicking all three of your asses. That's a story for another time though (laughs) they won't be listening to this because i have them blocked on everything but you know fuck them but i dated that girl for 11 months and after we broke up she turned into a bitch and then i dated this guy that i met on a dating app for six months in his head three months in my head because he didn't realize i had broken up with him (sighs) i can't stand him and then you know it's just been random, like, month-long relationships for the past, like, four years. Because I didn't start dating until my freshman year of high school. And so getting out and back on dating apps is so weird. Because, like, I've realized now that I am not that attractive. <laughs> like, I I think I'm hot as shit in my mind. I am. No one's better than me. I'm so hot but to other people I am not <laughs> and that's fine I don't need a relationship right now anyway but yeah it's just been a weird experience here's a... <gasps> do you guys want to hear a couple dating app horror stories <laughs> it doesn't matter because you're going to so my first I'd say week of being on a dating app it was a week after I had actually turned 18 I met this guy. I won't say his name, but it's a loser name. I honestly will not say his name because I don't remember it. Genuinely do not remember this man's name. But whatever. (laughs) Doesn't matter. So me and him were talking for like three days, I believe. Three days max, because then I blocked him. But he was a somnophiliac. And somnophiliac is... Here, let's google it so I don't give you guys the wrong information because I don't want the other people that are into somnophilia to beat me up in my sleep because you know, know. So it says that somnophilia is a is a rare paraphilia, a form of sexual fetishization which is characterized by the desire to have sex with an unconscious human being who is unable to respond. And to keep reading, it's called the quote sleeping beauty syndrome and the original definition of somnophilia is individuals who reported being aroused by the passive person waking up making references to seeing their partner surprise or pleasure upon waking and he had that he was somnophiliac and i was not into that i'm not into it still you know consent is key if you're into that good for you i guess it's cool um but mr sir he was just weird about it because he also had a foot fetish so he'd be like i hope you don't mind but i would probably want to dress you up like a doll in your sleep and kiss you and cuddle you and it slowly went from like small things that i could handle to like i would want to suck your toes in your sleep and i would want to penetrate you In your sleep so after three days I texted the ex-girlfriend that I just talked about ironically because we were still friends really close friends actually she was one of my best friends but I texted her and I was like hey I think I'm gonna be murdered if I keep this going so I kind of let him down like softly because you know I would feel awful if I just like you know was like hey fuck you because I don't want to be murdered. I don't want to be, like, genuinely murdered. One of those bitches that like, get murdered because they rejected someone. I don't want to be one of those court cases. Not court cases. One of those, like, stories, you know? So I, let him down so-, so I let him down softly, and I was like, hey, I don't think that I can go through with this, and I think we should stop talking for good. And he was like, What if we were just friends? What if you take things slow? I'm sorry if I scared you. And I was like, no. And so I blocked him. And that was the last I heard from him. Obviously. (laughs) I just... That's one of the horror stories. There was this one time... It's not really a horror story. It's more funny, honestly. But, um... This guy. Ugh. What a guy. (laughs) He texted me right after we matched on tinder i don't use tinder anymore but he was like fat tits or something like that and this isn't the first time i've gotten like you know sexualized without wanting it by a man a white man <laughs> even worse so i was like you had all the time in the world to come up with something better than that and you chose fat tits and he was like i don't know i just thought i'd get to the point and i was like fair enough respect but I'm not here looking for that. And he was like, okay. And we left it at that. (laughs) You know? So, I have a couple other dating app horror stories. So, if you want to hear more, if you want a whole episode just for dating app horror stories, tweet at me. No one has followed my Twitter on here. My new Twitter. I have a personal Twitter. Um, My new Twitter is DummyHeadZed. Because that used to be my old Twitter's account name. But I changed it. So follow me on Twitter and tweet at me if you want that. Because I need more ideas. <sighs> oh, I don't know. Dating apps are like the worst place to be when you're 18. Because I'm 18. Um 18 year old lesbian at that. So it's like the worst. I I use dating apps and they're not fun. That's how I met the person that I went on my first date with. And I ended up not liking them in a romantic way. And I felt awful. I felt horrible. You know, it was the worst. Off topic, but can you guys write in cursive? Because I can. I was just doing it. I was like doodling and I was writing like the words that I was saying out loud. I was writing them as I said them in cursive. And I think that it's more fun than writing like in print. I like it a lot more. Also, my dad is in the military, and he retires next year, and one of his favorite things to do is take the things from work, all the random free things from work, and just bring them to me, because I love stationery. That is one thing that you bitches should know about me. You guys aren't bitches, I love you guys, but one of the things you have should know about me is that I love stationery. I love pencils, I love pens, I love notepads sticky notes i love all of it i am a whore for some good stationery and my dad brings home so much stationery and it's honestly a dream come true but uh, <laughs> it's just <laughs> i know he's known around his squadron as the dude who takes everything you know so <laughs> he just he walks into my room yesterday and he was like Me and my older brother, my little brother were in the room. He was like, y'all want some bullshit. And he just drops, like, boxes upon boxes of uh, sticky notes, pencils and pens, and a binder or two. Yeah, two binders, because I have both of them. And he just leaves. (laughs) And I went into his room today, earlier today, and I was like, I was just looking around, talking to him. And I spot a pencil sharpener on his, like, recliner. I was like, is that a pencil sharpener? Because no one in this family uses wood pencils. He's like, yeah, why? He's like, why do you have it? He was like, because it was free. Uh, sir. <laughs> He's so funny. I love my dad so much. He's probably like outside of my door listening to this. But, you know. It's just. Living in this house is a fever dream. It's so weird. I d- it, it's so much. <laughs> so in my family we have me, my two brothers my mom, my dad and so many animals we have two dogs Chase and They're I call them the twins because we got them at the same time because the owner wouldn't let uh, the old owner wouldn't let anyone take one of the dogs so we had to get both of them which is fine I love them both to death we have our oldest dog Perp Named after the color purple, because he's a lavender Pomeranian, so his his name's Purple. And we have my older brother's dog Psycho, as like I've already given you guys the rundown of my animals in the first episode, but yeah. And we have a turtle and a couple fish. I don't remember the turtle's name because we've had like four turtles. My brother has named my little brother has named all of them, so it's just been it's it's a weird time, you know there's always something new happening in this house is what i could say and i don't know it's it's a fever dream like i have so many just random family stories and you'd think that i was lying that's how like off the wall they are like i'm trying to think of one for example my older brother when we were younger he had a really bad habit of jumping out of windows and in England. We lived in England. That's where my dad was stationed to before. Where I live now in Arizona. Um, we had a three story uh, house. And the third story was just my mom and dad's room. That was their whole floor. And Zay would just jump out of that window. Just because. Like he he wouldn't walk down like the 32 stairs. I remember that in particular because I counted the stairs. I, have a, I love counting things. But he would just jump down instead of walking down the stairs, which, fair enough, whatever's easier, you know? But my mom didn't know about this. My parents didn't know about this until like a year ago. Now, keep in mind, this happened in, I'd say around 2007. It was 2020. (laughs) So, you can only imagine how shocked my mom was when she found this out. And yeah, it's this, that's not, that's like the tamest story from this family, honestly. Like, ugh, when I came out, oh, another one. When I when I came out to my mom as bisexual for the first time, I was like twelve or thirteen. I don't remember in particular, but we were driving here from Alabama, and my grandma was in the car, and she called me a pussy liquor in front of the entire family. Now, I don't know about you guys. But as a 12-year-old, I did not like that. I did not like that at all. It sucked so bad. And I have never forgotten that night at all. Never forgotten it. And I... It wasn't even night. It was daytime. And we were driving through Texas. It was awful. I hated it. But, you know, it was weird. My family's so weird. I know, like... So many people have weird family stories. I would love to hear some of y'all's. So tweet, tweet some family stories at me. You know. And my little brother, he's no better. My little brother, ugh, me and him are best friends. Like, I tell my little brother everything. He tells me everything. Um, he's quite literally my best friend. But sometimes he's just so much. Like, ugh. He's a lot. like my little brother's name is Vossi. Well, that's his nickname. His name is Javossi, but you know, I don't call him that. And he just—he's a hoot and a half. Like, if hoot and a half was a person, he would be him, you know. And he just he, hes like me in terms of personality, but more tame because I. I'm always off the wall. Like, the most calm that you'll ever see me is on these podcasts. Because it's 11 at night. It's midnight now, but it's 11 at night, and why did I say that again after I'd correct myself? Corrected myself. My bad. I'm going to leave that in, too, so y'all can see how stupid I am. <laughs> it's 12 at night, and I don't have enough energy to exist as a person and be loud at the same time so my family's just weird we're a very odd family but that just comes with being us i guess Mm -mm. you know what's really funny is i'm known as like the family like babysitter because i hate kids cannot and Pro- that's not a funny. That's not a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's funny to me. I'm pro-abortion. Um, not seriously. Uh, dash J, you know. Just so you moms don't get heated at me and make your kids not listen to me anymore. But I hate kids so much. But I'm known as like the family babysitter, and I b- babysit for many military families just around base and such. Just to get some extra cash in my pocket. And I (laughs) I never realized how like scarily upbeat I am until me and this two-year-old that I was babysitting were on the exact same level of thinking. I mean, she had a thought and I was like, yeah, you're so right, kid. (laughs) And we were watching Lilo and Stitch and she looks at me and she goes, Lilo's sad. I was like, you're right, dude. Lilo is sad. Do you know why? she was like ohana i was like yeah yeah ohana and (laughs) like i was definitely carrying this um conversation obviously because she's two but (laughs) me and her were on the exact same like wavelength because we started watching baby shark after that and i was like baby shark this is this is very interesting this is very indulging and Like, the plot of the Baby Shark thing that we were watching was that the star on their spaceship broke into five pieces, and they had to go to different planets to find different pieces, and I was so intrigued. Like, if- if- like, hmm. I love reading. I love books. And I was more intrigued watching that Baby Shark movie than I have been after reading- What's a book that I enjoyed? We have one right here on the floor. The gas castle, the glass castle, the gas castle. <laughs> they just part, you know. But that, like, I was so intrigued, even more so than reading *The Glass Castle*, and that's one of my favorite books. Also, that's a book that you guys should read. *The Glass Castle* is by Jeanette Walls. It's uh, an autobiography of just her life, and I'll read the back for you guys. <clears throat> The Glass Castle is a remarkable memoir of resilience and redemption and a revelatory What is that word? Revelatory look into a family at once deeply dysfunctional and uniquely vibrant. When sober, Jeanette's brilliant and charismatic father captures his children's imagination, teaching them physics, geology, and how to embrace life fearlessly. But when he drank, he was dishonest and destructive. Her mother was a free spirit who abhorred the idea of domestic domesticity yeah i'm not illiterate (laughs) domesticity uh where was i yeah and didn't want the responsibility of raising a family the wall's children learned how to take care of themselves they fed clothed and protected one of another one another and eventually found their way to new york their parents followed them choosing to be homeless even as their children prospered the glass castle is truly astonishing a memoir permeated to the intense love of a peculiar, a peculiar, but loyal family. It was that book was one of my favorite reads. Like I've read hundreds upon hundreds of books, but this one I read it for a class. My um, contemporary literature class my senior year high school and it was quite literally one of my favorite reads cause reading this story you'd think that these kids should have been dead like it starts off with Jeanette, three years old burning herself by making hot dogs by boiling hot dogs and it only gets worse from there um it's just one of those books that you, once you pick up, you can't put it down until you're finished. Because their life was so shitty. Like, so shitty. (laughs) I started rereading it the other day, and I think I finished it the other day as well. I did. By the other day, I meant, like, there's like a week gap between starting it and finishing it, because I had a lot to do. But it's just like if there's one book that I would recommend to people that are like new to like actually reading for enjoyment it would be The Glass Castle because it's not boring it's not what a regular autobiography is because her life was in fucking sane <laughs> it was so crazy and I I loved this book it's wow it's like, I I don't even know how to describe how much I love this book because I, I just love it so much, you know? Another book, we're going to get a little book recommendation moment. Some books that I recommend would be The Glass Castle for, like, starting off to enjoy books. We'll read books for enjoyment and not for an assignment. Um, this one's going to be very controversial, but Lolita. Solely because it's written so well That You feel dirty reading it because if you don't know what Lolita is Lolita is a book about This old man. He's not old. I'm pretty sure he was in his 20s but um, this man who moves in with a woman and is in he's fascinated and sexually aroused by 12 year old girl that lives there her name was Dolores I believe I don't remember but um, he called her Lolita and Lolita was 12 this book is disgusting like I hate it with my entire being like I read it for fun because it was on my um, teacher, my AP Lit teacher's um, list of books that he recommended. I hated it. I hated it so much. I hated it. Ugh. Reading it, I've, in his words, I felt this w- with my entire heart, but in the words of my English teacher that year, you would need to read it fully clothed in the shower. Because <laughs> you just felt so disgusting because there was like... A whole like section of the book just describing this twelve-year-old's legs, this adult man and his sexual fantasy- fantasies about this child, and it was written in a way where the author wants you to feel bad for the the main man's name is Humbert Humber. Um You want to, it's trying to get you to feel bad for him because um, the girl seduced him. But that's not the case because he's a pedophile. This twelve-year-old shouldn't be seducing you, you know? And I had an I had an argument with this man and he was like, Well well, the girl seduced him, you know? What was he supposed to do? Uh, not be sexually aroused by twelve-year-olds? How about that? Let's start off with that, you know? The basics. <laughs> um so we got the glass castle, Lolita, sadly, because it's beautifully written. That's the only reason why I um would say to read it is because it's beautiful it's beautifully written you know it's something that i could not put put down you know i tweeted about it earlier here someone just liked the tweet that's what reminded me i said i've decided that when i get a kindle i'm gonna buy a copy of lolita i refuse to own a physical copy of it but it's so well written and i refuse to own a physical copy of it because i would burn it i know myself and i would burn it (laughs) um Another book that I recommend highly is Pride and Prejudice. (laughs) Uh, Pride and Prejudice is literally my favorite book. Um, I just love reading it and then feeling bad because I don't have that in my life. You know, (laughs) I don't have that enemies to lover trope and I want it. Like the line, how does it go? You have bewitched me body and soul, I love, love, love you, or something like that. Let me look up the quote. It used to be on my, like, lock screen. I'm not even joking. Yep. You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, love, I love, I love, I love you, Mr. Dossie. Um... Mr. Darcy is just one of those characters that I cannot stand because he's such a pompous asshole, but he's so hot. (laughs) Like, he's such a bitch, but I love him so much, you know? He's one of those guys. Uh, Another book that I recommend highly is... I don't remember the name of it, but I read it for class as well. And it's in my room somewhere. It is called... The Awakening. The Awakening is one of those books where the main character realizes that she hates her life. Because she's one of those women that, this was written back in the day, where all women did was stay home, do house shit, and have kids, and take care of them. And she hated it. She hated it so much and she didn't realize it until the end. Um... I didn't read it to the end, because I googled the ending, and I stopped reading it. Uh, Yeah, I hated it. I hate it. I hate a a bad ending, but it's so so beautifully written. Once again, I only read books that are beautifully written. (laughs) Uh, Some more The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Simple. Everyone knows about The Hate You Give, and if you don't, you should get in the know. Uh, let's see, what else? That's all I have off the top of my head, but I'll tweet out some more. That's why you should follow on my Twitter, at dummyheadz. <laughs> so, I think that will conclude this week's episode. I hope everyone has a good week, and I will see you soon. Bye!